Waitangi 2024 will be one for the history books. This year's commemorations drawing a record 80,000 people to the treaty grounds. It was the biggest turnout in living memory, with hot weather and even hotter Whaikorero. We should have been talked to. You and your shitty ass bill are going down the toilet. You cannot kill ideas with a gun. Get an education. The dust is now settling on the historic event, but the anger and unity among many Māori people remains. How did the coalition government fare at its Waitangi debut, and where to from here for its contentious Treaty Principles Bill? Kia ora, ko Anika Smith-aho, a nei te pūrongo tō rangapū mō wiki. Welcome to Focus on Politics. We start this week's episode speaking to RNZ's Tumu Māori, or Māori executive, Shannon Honui-Thompson of Ngāpuhi. She grew up coming to Waitangi every year and remembers the free train rides, swimming at the beach and the many hikoi across the bridge, people carrying flags and placards. Nothing much has changed in that respect, but she says this Waitangi was different. She hasn't seen anything like it in her lifetime. So since I've been a journalist, I've been in Waitangi more than 15 times covering it. Um, And this will be one of the biggest Waitangi Day commemorations, celebrations, whatever you want to call it, in terms of numbers I've seen. And I think my opinion is it's because there's actually a real movement happening amongst Māori. Um, You know, and that started when the call call came from the, or invite came from Kingi Tuhaitia to have a huiamutu to respond to the proposed bills by the coalition government that were, that are perceived as being anti Māori. So, and when someone kind of threatens to change something that is fundamentally a founding document, not just of our country but of our people, there was a, a true movement, I, I can feel and see it, physically see it, of the, when our leaders are leading us and you can see people want to be part of that and that's why I think there's so many people here because they can feel a movement happening and they want to be part of it. And leaders like Kingi Tuhaitia, the Ratana Tumuaki, iwi leaders are all physically standing in line together like a strong united front. Why wouldn't you follow that? An estimated 80,000 people visited the treaty grounds over the four-day commemorations, half of this number on Waitangi Day alone. Joe and Osha from the Bay of Plenty are among them. They say not coming just wasn't an option. We have to, as, as Māori, I feel we, we definitely have to be in these times. Yeah. Feels like our culture's at stake. Yeah. You know, we missed out on the real, like... It came in later in life, but now all our kids are the kohanga kids coming up. And speaking, we, we couldn't, I suppose, we didn't have the, the balls yeah. in such a sense. We were part of that generation who missed out on, on te reo. There was, well, it was probably our parents that, you know, they, they, they got the slaps for yeah. um, not being able to speak te reo. So in saying that, we missed out, and our kids got, got the chance to, yeah the chance to, to learn our and that. So I think in day like today we need to, as Māori, we need to all pull together from all iwi across the country and unite, really, yeah. 
That call for unity, Kotahitanga, started earlier this year at a national hui called for by the Kingitanga. It carried on into Datana celebrations and then to Waitangi. Māori leaders are concerned about the coalition government's plans, from proposals to rewrite the treaty principles to repealing laws allowing iwi and tapu involvement in the uplifts of children. Shannon Honui-Thompson says some of the coalition's policy changes may seem minor, but they have huge implications for Māori. Just for an example, um, you know, uh, organisations that have Māori names like Waka Kotahi saying, you know, you shouldn't have one Māori names anymore, it's not, you know, all those kind of things. That's an attack. You know, our, our language is really the essence of our culture, of any culture really that has their own language. So... It feels like an attack, when, especially when there's a huge movement that's been that's 40 years old that started with Kohanga Reo to revitalise our language, and then you have a government come and say, "Look, you don't need a Māori name for your organisation." That is truly an attack of someone's culture. And as a parent, take my journalist hat off. As a parent who chose that pathway for my children, that Kohanga Reo. Uh, Kurakau Papa, um, Rumaki Reo, those kind of educational options that are offered to us. You know, it was a purposeful choice trying to instill in our children that our, how important our language is and trying to help, trying to make them be part of that movement. And someone, something small like that, changing a Māori name to back to an English name, it's a kick in the guts, really. <laughs> The anger and outrage from Māori was palpable as the government arrived at the treaty grounds. During the porphyry, one of the warriors lifted his loincloth, exposing himself. It was an explicit challenge to the Crown representatives that preceded fiery whaikōrero on the paipai. Here's Māori rights activist Honi Harawera. I was here more than 50 years ago, fighting for the treaty and for the law. And here we are today, and you buggers want to get rid of them. You buggers want to get rid of them. And you think it's just a case of bringing in some legislation to strip the treaty of its mana, to belittle the deal by trying to make it a second-class language in our land? It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. The thing you need to know is that when it comes time to see where this is going to go into legislation, you and your shitty-ass bill are going down the toilet. The Treaty Principles Bill and its architect, Act Leader David Seymour, copped a lot of criticism at Waitangi, but Māori rights activist Annette Sykes also questioned the Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon's role in agreeing to support the legislation to select committee in the first place. You're not off the hook, Prime Minister. <laughs> How do you let him do that? I, look, I actually have real respect for Winston. I think he only went in there to get in. <laughs> Most men do that, you know, they want to be powerful. <laughs> but why would someone who wants to be the leader of the nation permit the, the tail to wag the dog? He's 8% in the vote, or whatever you've got. I believe that the Māori world, we're 800,000 down, we're 20% of the vote. We demanded better care. And we should have been talked to before you allowed 
the tail to wag the dog. Act leader David Seymour engaged in the dialogue, defending his treaty principles bill. Today I've heard people say that we are spiders on this side, that we are sandflies. I'm sorry to say, folks, not even Donald Trump is calling his opponents insects yet. You know what? If you want to attack the ideas, that's great. But I can say to Pena Henaday, Māori should know better than anyone. You cannot kill ideas with a gun. Deputy Prime Minister, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters also got stuck in. If you think separatism and division are going to take us to 2040, you're And I'm telling you, let me tell you, sunshine, I used to go to the morale where they had a thing called tikanga and protocol and respect and not you shouting. See what I mean? See? Get an education. Both David Seymour and Winston Peters were heckled and shouted at. But when it came time for the Prime Minister's speech, it was quiet. Christopher Luxon stuck to a pre-prepared speech that included lines he'd said word for word the year prior. The treaty is our past, it's our present and it's our future. It has shaped the country we have become and the obligations it imposes on both sides will always be with us. However... We must aspire to go forward, not as two sides, but together as New Zealanders, because there is more that unites us than divides us. Mr Luxon's speech didn't go unnoticed by the Waitangi National Trust. Here's board chair Peter Tipine. I wanted more of a focus on Te Tiriti or Waitangi and He Whakaputanga, uh, from the Prime Minister in particular. Um, there, there was a focus on outcomes and action and... Which, which is good, but we really, we're here at Waitangi and we needed to talk about Te Tiriti or Waitangi more. Ngāpuhi leader Mere Mangu worked hard to keep the crowd calm during the Whaikoriro after there was a suggestion the Prime Minister might not be able to speak because of vocal opposition from protesters. She told Morning Reports Ingrid Hipkiss she was disappointed in what Mr Luxon had to say when he did eventually speak. I was very disappointed that he had a speech that had been written for him that was not appropriate for the occasion and completely uh, didn't hear any of the messaging that had been put across. Why did you think it was not appropriate? That was a time for both houses to be heard uh, in, in English about Tetriti and right now on the table is a discontent from the from Maoridom about one of the policies that has been put forward to us, and we're definitely not going to be uh, silenced uh, any more about it. And so I think he missed a golden opportunity to actually start the dialogue at least about what we're so concerned about, what's what's getting to the crux. He never got to the crux of Seymour's policy and ensuring that Māoridom have confidence in him. The Prime Minister defended his speech afterwards, saying he'd been asked by the Waitangi National Trust to answer two questions and had made it clear he thought New Zealanders should be proud of the treaty. He says his recycled lines were intentional. 
Well, look, it was deliberate. I want repetition and consistency, particularly when there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about our support for the treaty. Uh, I wanted to talk about the treaty in the context of the history from 1840 through to today, uh, and then what it means for us getting out to the vision of 2040, and, and particularly over our term. So, you know, the message is really clear. Um, the treaty is sacrosanct. It's our founding document. It's in the constitution of the National Party. It's uh, it's how it's exactly uh, we're deeply, deeply committed to it, and it's not for changing. It wasn't until this week's post-Cabinet media conference, the day after Waitangi Day, that Christopher Luxon finally ruled out national supporting the Treaty Principles Bill beyond its first reading. Mr Luxon had spent months saying National had no intentions to take it further, feeding into uncertainty the legislation had a shot at becoming law and fuelling public outrage. The bill's time of death has now been declared, with first reading and select committee expected to wrap up this year, but the damage might already be done. Māori rights activist and lawyer Annette Sykes told RNZ's deputy political editor Craig McCulloch protest action seen earlier this year is just the beginning. Well, I think um, protest is inevitable. There's an outrage. I mean, aren't you outraged? I love the law, okay, so when someone would say to me, I'm going to change the Magna Carta because I've decided that I don't like it anymore, um, or I'm going to change the Ten Commandments, and I'm not necessarily saying that I'm a follower of that without discussing, and I'm going to rewrite it, you're going to be thought Judas, you're the Judas of that, and in the, the Magna Carta, unbridled power. You believe that you've got um, power beyond the limitations that have been given to you. So um, there'll certainly be protests. Te Pāti Māori is capitalising on this disquiet, choosing to walk on to Te Whare Ruranga with the Kingitanga to signal it stands with the Māori movement. It is a decision for a Manamotuhake-led uh, kaupapa and movement to move with other Māori mana motuhake movements. And so uh, the party Māori, we don't actually just see ourselves as a political party. We see ourselves as a Māori political movement. We are the ringaringa and the waiwai for mana motuhake inside a kawanatanga space. And if you know, understand what the Tiriti of Waitangi is all about, is that we maintained our full and exclusive rights to our domains, to our kāinga, to our, to our, to our whenua and to our, and to our people. And so we will continue and maintain that position. This is not about us uh, having to be subservient to, to a system that continues to traumatise and hurt our people. This is about us now realigning to the mana motuhake space that our people voted for and that our people desire. The other opposition parties, Labour and the Greens, were welcomed with a separate porphyry over the weekend. It's clear Labour is battling irrelevance as it criticises the coalition's policies affecting Māori while defending its own record. Thinking back to all the Waitangi she's attended and reported on, Shannon Honui Thompson says her overarching takeaway isn't the politics, but the people. Totally one to remember, and I would actually say um, this is true kotahitanga uh, in action. Um, you know, accommodations full, all the camping grounds are full, so people have literally come because they want to be here, be part of this movement, be part of this kotahitanga and support that movement. So they're sleeping in their cars on the side of the road. You know, and, and um, you know, I've my child, my own child, 16 years old, you know, um, loves his bedroom and his PS5, wants to be here today. And he's made his way here with his friends. Um, he's come with a, a family friend and they're just up for the day. So he's came up early this morning, we'll go back late this afternoon, so go to school tomorrow. But they want to be here. So for me, it's 
that's a true sign that a movement's happening. Um, Māori across the nation just want to be part of this movement to ensure that one, our language is safe and like everyone is saying, tōtū te tiriti, that the treaty is upheld. Many Māori have now mobilised against the coalition, Waitangi bringing tens of thousands of people together in unity and relative peace. Until they feel te reo and te tiriti are safe, decision makers can expect protests to continue. That's Focus on Politics. I'm Annika Smith. Thanks for joining us. Mā te wā.